Welcome to the Mercy Hill Podcast. My name is Brandon Nichols. I'm one of the pastors at Mercy Hill Church in Marietta, Georgia. We love to have discussions that are intended to stir up your affection for Jesus. Today I'm joined by Jason Lumpkin. Jason is the pastor of Love Bridge Church in downtown Austell, Georgia, just right down the road from us. He is going to lead us in a discussion about Jesus' disciples, why Jesus calls his disciples, and what he calls them to. Hey, Jason, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Ah, glad to be here, man. Oh, man, you are uh, just a good friend. Uh, we uh, we met uh, years ago. We did yes. church planner assessment together. We did. And because uh, an assessor didn't show up, yep. we ended up being at the same table. At the same time. No. At the, yeah, well, <laughs> but what was so great is I could just listen to your answers in those interview questions, and then I would just copy. i say well, exactly what he said. That's, that's kind of how that works, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, um, man... So a lot of the folks at Mercy Hill haven't had a chance to meet you yet, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you? So I am Jason Lumpkin, uh, husband to Cindy Lumpkin. Uh, We're married. We have three kids. Uh, uh, I pastor Love Ridge Church, which is in downtown Austell, Georgia. Beautiful Austell, Georgia, as we like to say. Uh, And um, I am someone who seeks to teach the Word in a simple, uncomplicated way so people can understand it and go live it. And so I'm just a guy who loves Jesus. That's kind of the deal. Good. We love being friends with you and Cindy. Um, we, it was just so it's so random. Like I feel like early was, on, like we did assessment together, yeah. and then we ended up meeting each other like at the park yeah. for some art yeah. festival yeah. that we, we went to it, on a whim. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah same like, thing. I mean, we, it just happened to be at the same place at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And then even to think about where we were then, uh, how we both ended up in Cobb County. I that's mean, right. That's yeah. the whole deal. I mean, yeah. kind of God just kind of weaved that together. Yeah. He said we needed good friends, so he kind of put, <laughs> <us together. laughs> put us together. Put us together. Cool. Cool. Well, today you're going to help us walk through a passage in the book of Mark, chapter 3, uh, just so we can understand it. I'm, I'm going to read it and mm-hmm. then uh, ask you a few questions and we'll get going. Sounds good. Let's do it. So Mark, chapter 3, verse 13. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed 12, uh, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the 12 a Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Bonegris, that is, the sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. And then he went home, and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, he is out of his mind. All right, so Jason, what immediately stands out to you in this passage? So I think when we look at this passage as followers of Christ, uh, we need to be concerned with kind of what I'll say is both sides of what, what we see here, right? Okay. Uh, and this is more so looking right there at verse uh, 14, right? So Jesus says he called them so that they may be with him and that he might send them out. And to me, those things are huge. Because, you know, sometimes you read a passage and you're just like, what's the big deal? But look at what he says here. So some might hear this and, and, recognize, and recognize that we have to be very intentional in doing the good work that God has called us to do, but forget that God has first called us to himself. Mm. We need to make sure that we are connecting with and hearing from God for ourselves. At the same time, we also must make sure that we're doing what God has told us to do. Again, that's that whole James being doers of the word thing, right? And so it's not enough to be doing the good works if we fail to know God in intimate fellowship. Also, it's not enough to know God intimately, but fail to do the good works that he's assigned us to do. 
Wow. So really, you're, what you're pointing out for us, and I think this is great, is some of us have a tendency to go, I've been called to Jesus, mm-hmm. and think about the personal benefits of knowing Christ. Right. Some of us might have a tendency to focus more on mission or purpose, right? Correct. Like, I've been sent out to do this for Jesus. Correct. But this model of Jesus calling the disciples is both. Exactly. It's right. not either or, it's it's both. And 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 it's I think that's the beauty of it here is um if you look at what Jesus does is he's not just teaching them something that he's not doing himself. Right. <laughs> and so we see him go and serve, but then we see him go off to pray and have a long time with mm-hmm. God. And so as he's teaching them and say this, you know, it's one of those passages where, like, like I said, you might overlook this, but this is huge, I think, for each and every one of us who names the name of Jesus. Right, that we're disciples in the First. same mode, yes. right, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man, so immediately the question I start to ask is then, so for people at my church, maybe mm-hmm. people at your church, sure. people in our community listening to the podcast, like, what are the dangers mm-hmm. of possibly being uh, relationship mm-hmm. without mission, and then conversely, what's the danger of being mission without relationship? Great question. I think the first part is if you have the relationship, right? You say, man, I know God. And, and I'll be honest, early in my Christian walk, I felt like this, right? In a lot of ways, I would go to these conventions. I'd get so much word. I'd be so excited about it, but it didn't go anywhere. Right. It was like we were excited about getting the latest revelation, but I never shared it with anybody. And I think for us, we have to recognize that if... Uh, no one's impacted by the fact that we know Jesus, we're doing something wrong. Mm, yeah. So that's the relationship part. But I think the other side is um, if we're doing all this mission stuff and we're doing great stuff and we're in the community and we're doing great stuff but don't know Jesus, for me, I think about the, the parable or the story that Jesus says about the guy that says, well, I did all this stuff in your name. I prophesied in your name. And he says, depart from me because I never knew you. Right. So the danger is making sure we know him intimately, that we're walking with him, but then making sure that we're also going out and being used to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Man, that's awesome. I, I just think about in my own life, right, like as a pastor, mm-hmm. um, but but all of us are called to live on mission in some way. Absolutely. Man, it's just so easy to go, I'm doing God's work, I'm doing God's work, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and not even recognize or think about the fact like, man, but I'm not drawing near to Jesus. Like, right. I'm not spending time in the Word. Right. Like, I'm not spending time in prayer. Yeah. I'm not developing that relationship. Uh, and then, you know, it, it is, uh, it's also easy. And that just leads to burnout, right? I mean, that correct, just like correct. Yep. overextends you, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, well, and, and you think about it, there's there's another story we see about this in the Gospels, right, with Mary and Martha. Right. Where 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 Martha was so busy about doing it and even complained to Jesus, like, look, she's sitting there at your feet spending time with you instead of doing, and I'm sitting here doing all this work. And he says, you're missing the thing. I'm only going to be here a short time with you, and you're missing the time that we have together. Yeah. And so I think there's this fine balance that we have, and maybe even a natural tension there to make sure we're pushing ourselves to do both and have a sense of balance, if you will, yeah. there. And I, I, and I think that both is so important mm-hmm. because also, like, if you just focus on knowing Jesus or even like knowing the things of Jesus, mm-hmm. there's a tendency to get really. Uh, prideful Absolutely. and puffed up, yeah. And then you kind of lose that, like loving my neighbor, mm-hmm. because I'm constantly looking down on my neighbor because yep. they don't know Jesus like me, Correct. or they don't know the things of the of Jesus, or they don't know the Bible like me, or they don't know theology like me. Yeah, I, I think see that's the to me the deeper part of knowing Him. 
Because right. the, the intimate time and fellowship we spend with him gives him opportunities to continue to make us more like him. Yeah. It, give, it gives time for us to, I believe the walk we have with Christ is really an exchanging of our thoughts and ideas for his thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And so it's like we're, that time we spend with him is him saying, okay, yeah, um, you need to go apologize to this person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to forgive this person for this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know you think you're, you're right here, but no, no, you have to keep digging in there's more. Yeah. And so the idea of constantly coming back to spend time with him and then going out, it's almost like uh, my grandparents used to call it a, a fueling station or a refilling station. Or filling station, filling station. They, say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they used to call it a filling station Like a gas station And it's this idea of Okay you're driving around But at some point You gotta get filled again yeah. Because otherwise Like you said What will happen is We'll become those uh, Religious folks who Instead of us being able to see How far you've gone in Christ We just see where you stopped Right Mm. And so I think that's what it ha- that, that's what needs to happen Man, is we go good. back to him and keep getting changed. It reminds me of this old passion song okay. I, uh, where the line is uh, uh, the, the, this one thing is important mm-hmm. and the, the lyric is to know him mm-hmm. and make him know. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and they talk about one thing, yeah. but it's really the same thing. Right? Exactly. And that's what you're pointing out here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, we're yeah, called yeah. to Jesus yeah. and sent out by Jesus. And those things work in tandem, and you need both. And and, the, and this is the part about what you just said that is so uh, awesome in that song, and even in the underlying theme here and what we're reading. How can you make them known if you don't know them? Right. That's right. So then you're just going out doing good yeah. things, but who are you really revealing to them that you don't even know yourself? Yeah. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. Man, that's good. That's good. All right. And then um, I know in this passage he calls out some particular guys. They're not doing it alone, right? right? This right, is a, right. like a team he's assembled. Yeah. So tell us about these guys. So, so, so that's the part that to me is just, uh, I love about the Gospels, right? So, so when you look about this, look at this passage, and, and the last part, you know, sometimes you're reading like Leviticus or something, you're like, this is a throwaway scripture. Yeah, but no, it's, it's not, right? Out. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. a throw. You're like, okay, I, okay, he's calling these people, whatever. But the cool part about this is, he calls these guys this 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 uh, diverse group of characters, if you will. Some are fishermen, some are tax. You got a tax collector there. You got a thief who somehow gets to be in charge of the treasury, which I don't know how that works out. Uh, <laughs> and a political zealot, just to name a few. And by all accounts, we see these were ordinary guys, right? I mean, and, and what's cool is God would use these ordinary guys to do something extraordinary. And you might say, okay, well, Pastor Jason, why does this matter, right? Pastor Brandon, why does this matter? I believe it matters because if God can use them, he can use us too. That's right. Yeah, which is powerful. And, and I love that he can use us. And often it's in working together with people inside the church of Jesus mm-hmm. that we normally would not be in relationship with, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that normally yep. our paths wouldn't cross, we wouldn't be on the same team, but Jesus is pulling together all these people that are very ordinary, like what you said, right. gives us great hope, man, Jesus can use you, Jesus right. can use me, uh, and he often does it on a team or in a community of people where you go, I don't even know why we're all together, yeah. except for <sighs> Jesus is at work here. You know? Yeah, dude, that, that's the thing that, that for me I love about this is he doesn't leave a program, right? He just raises up a people. Right. And I think for us as pastors, even us as just extensions, disciples, followers of Jesus, recognizing that it's about uh, the people that are being raised up. It's about us going out. And what I've learned is if you go out to those people who are allowed to cross your paths, right, uh, making an impact in those lives, if we continue to do that and really see where God is at work in our community and join in in that work, it goes past race. It goes past political right. stuff. It goes past all those things that maybe divide us and puts us in a position to really be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. We say that, but if we're open to be used in that way, 
then that's what really makes the change in the world. That's why 2,000 years later, we're still talking about it. Still talking about this. Right, still still living our lives, and we've dedicated our lives to to serving in this way because it matters, but it takes us to be the ones to go out and to be used just like they were. That's good. All right, so if we're thinking about a bottom line for the people listening, maybe it's something like this, right? Like Jesus calls disciples Mm -hmm. to himself to know him, Mm -hmm. and Jesus sends disciples out to make him known. Uh, and Jesus calls disciples who are ordinary folks, just like you and me, uh, and he calls them into community with other ordinary folks that can be from vastly different backgrounds, cultures, races, to yep. be one beautiful team, one beautiful family. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, that's great. Great. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, thanks for being with us. Can we do this again sometime? I think we can. Cool. cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this conversation uh, with Jason was encouraging to you as it was to me. Uh, Listen, we don't ask you to do this a lot, but we would also love if maybe you'd hit that subscribe button uh, so you can get uh, notified whenever we release some new podcasts. We're going to continue to have conversations through the book of Mark about Jesus, the true King. See you next time.